second line. Well, I see them as being you gotta, um, be able to move your feet, even if you just move your yeah, body. I've been fascinated with them ever since I was growing what up. What we can do for City of New Orleans, we can keep the culture alive down. We're going to bring our community back. You know, we used to be on the back streets. Now we even came to the front streets. You're snuff for the snack. You're about to it's your boy, Action Jackson, and we're live on WWOZ. Today we are still practicing social distancing by staying at home and recording from the phone. I'm on the phone with the president and founder of the Big Seven Social Aid and Pleasure Club. Introduce yourself. My name is Edward Buckner. I am the president of the original Big Seven Social Aid and Pleasure Club. I am the founder of the original Big Seven Culture and Heritage, which one of our youth organizations is the Ray Flame Hunters, all youth Indian tribes and our theater department and our documentary team of young ladies and young men. Okay, that sounds like you're getting it in the whole lot. So let's first of all tell me how are you doing during this pandemic? Well, it's been real tough because I've been having most of my Indian kids over at my house, and they've been here pretty much since Mardi Gras, and we they were going to school from here. Now that we had the quarantine from the corona, the kids have had to stay right here while we were all quarantined. Everybody, every time we got ready to try to make a move, they had to put their masks on as well as their gloves, and they've been right here with me ever since and it's just been it's been a blessing and a curse at the same time because it's hard to feed them boys and keep up with the food but it's been a blessing because i've been able to help them with the school work the online school work that they have going on i want to say that's a great thing and i also i guess i need to ask how devastated it is they've been working so hard all year to where they the indians and this sudden happen and children have a tendency not to have the same understanding as adults, so how is they taking it? They were really messed up about it because they wanted to do uh, Super Sunday uptown. They wanted to do Super Sunday downtown. They wanted to do St. Joe night, but they wanted to be out there with their sisters. They had been telling all their school friends, so everybody who didn't see them during Mardi Gras time, they were hoping that they had the other occasions that they would see them at Super Sunday uptown or downtown or across the river or then. Their friends would see them as something else going on. But nothing else went on, and all our engagements to take and do gigs everywhere, those were shut down and canceled. So the kids just, like, made suits. They felt like they made suits that they weren't getting no full use out to wear again. And I understood them. I, I mean, I understood because I, I worked them pretty hard. I kept on them. I, I had sewing sessions when they had other things they should be doing. So I understood them as children, that they had to put in all the hard work, and they didn't get a chance to wear at one time. Is that the way it's going to go pretty much because of the pandemic and everything? And some people did get a chance to come out for Mardi Gras. And to my understanding, everything else is going to be canceled. So do everybody have to make a new suit again? Or is shouldn't that same suit be suitable, so to speak? Well, that suit is no more good. So that's the sad part about it. Because that suit that everybody made, all the other Indians including, those suits are no more good. It's a brand new ball game, a brand new day, 2021 come, and we are allowed to do Mardi Gras then. That's a brand new suit for a brand new day. So every year you make a new suit. Even in the unusual situation and nobody could foreseeably saw this coming, nobody gets a pass on this one, you got to make a whole new Once suit. Once you put that suit on and you go outside with that suit, and you don't do nothing but just Mardi Gras. That's considered the whole season. Because at one time, it wasn't all the Super Sundays and all the downtown, uptown parades and cross river parades. It was one day. So if you didn't do that, it was, it was, it was Mardi Gras day 
and St. Joe night. That was it. So if you didn't get them two times in, you just didn't get in. So it's the season of change, you know. The thing is, I would love for to see all the men be able to say we could do a rerun. But everybody understand that we didn't make the rules. The rules was already before we got before we became Indians. And the rules are that you have to make a new suit every year. Well, I don't like that rule, number one. <laughs> that seems terrible for people. And I don't know, maybe as a council or a bunch of Indians, maybe get together and, and kind of like all the rest of the rules being altered. So hopefully maybe that one can be altered too. I really feel bad for the kids, especially, and, and the grown folks, especially for the Indians' concern because that's a lot of hard B work, a lot of hard personal time and right. anticipation got to be very great for those kids. Exactly. Actually, there's a lot of work. There's a lot of sewing, a lot of sewing, a lot of spare time you're sewing. And a lot of times where other folks will have spare times or holidays, those guys are still sewing, trying to make sure they get that suit ready before time. So I hope there could have been a change of the rule, but well... It is just going the way it goes. Some guys are going to come back out with the same thing. We know that. Some guys are going to take it, maybe enhance the suit and make it bigger and better. We know that. But half of us hasn't seen another man's suit anyway. Most downtown Indians haven't seen most uptown Indian suits, unless we see them on a picture. So some guys are going to probably do that. Some guys are probably not going to change anything. But trying to teach the kids the right way and follow the rules. They're working on now. They're already working. They got to create a new suit. Well, I'll send my blessing out to the polar hearts and everything. But they got a lot of time now. No school, no nothing. It's, it's a lot of time. You're quarantining at home. You can bounce ideas off each other all day and sew and just do different sewing techniques and stuff, looping and all the different techniques of sewing. Man, there's a lot of time. So of course, not only that, uh, Mother's Day is vastly approaching and how is the club, the adults, how is they hanging on? How is everybody else doing on that? We were planning a real good parade. And everything just seemed to be going right for a real nice, another real good parade, another year to have another successful parade. Unfortunately for COVID-19, we had to cancel the parade also. And the adults, they understand what's going on. But everybody had been paying into the dues and paying into their clothes and stuff like that there. And to have the parade canceled, the clothing that we may be wearing this year may not be the clothing and style next year. The stuff that the kings and queens had made this year may not be the stuff and style next year. So we got a lot of adjustments to make for next year. We've got to buy a whole bunch of new stuff. And it's just one bad thing after another with, with the coronavirus because you can't jeopardize not the club members' lives and especially not the community members' lives. You're saying now not only the... Indians have to make a new suit. You're saying it's a great possibility that the Big Seven Social League and Pleasure Club that didn't even wear their clothes may have to get new clothes? They have to get new clothes again next year. How is your health doing? What's been going on with you? Well, I had a stroke about two weeks, three weeks ago. I had a stroke, and I was sick and sick and down. So even if we had the second line parade this year, I don't know if I, my health would have allowed me to fully participate other than to put on the clothes, walk out the door, and put on the clothes for the second half and walk out the door one more time. I would have had to ride basically the whole parade this year just to get because I'm still not strong enough at this time to be able to walk the whole thing. Wow. 
sorry not to add insult to injury. I'm really heartbroken for you as well as and especially for the club. It seems like they're getting a triple hit. So let me ask you a question pertaining to Jazz Fest because Jazz Fest was canceled. And to my understanding, a lot of the money helped raise for the next year comes from Jazz Fest. And if y'all are already losing two sets of clothes and Indians outfit, that's going to be a very hard recovery for us. The big seven and most of the clubs. Along with the budget that you used to make performing at Jazz Fest you lose this year. Jazz Fest was a big importance to the, to the whole culture economy part of it because it supplied a lot of clubs with some money to help their clubs during parade time. So with that thirty five hundred being taken out of your budget, that's a real big hit also. So the COVID nineteen has not only affected other people in Spain and Germany and other places like that. China and stuff like that, but it's affected us right here in the United States, you know, and then right here in New Orleans where we are culturally strong and we are one of the greatest cities of culture in the world, and we have one of the biggest shows as far as cultural bearers, second line, Indians, brass bands. David Dolls, Skulls and Bones. I mean, you just named New Orleans culture. You know, we have one of the strongest cultures in the world and one of the most entertaining cities in the world. But the big show even had to shut down. It's just we got to all be careful because we don't want to lose millions and millions and millions of Americans, especially we don't want to lose no more people than we already lost here in the city of New Orleans, you know, because this has been a bad thing. We have had kings of Zulu, culture bearers of the neighborhood, neighborhood leaders that has died. We haven't been able to celebrate them in the New Orleans week with a jazz funeral. We have not been able to give them the New Orleans send-off. You know, when Ellis Marcellus died, and we just got to take and go do a small burial. You know we're not doing New Orleans right now at all. Absolutely. And I guess I want to say people from around the world that probably don't understand it and people from around the world that don't know about the culture, they think we just out there on Sunday just gyrating in the street, but it's absolutely not that. It's actually a celebration that goes back to the slavery days when that was the only day to take a little break for yourself because you need that time to deal with the rest of the week. The culture, and it's a very dedicated culture that when somebody passed away, you celebrate their life, and that's the way we celebrate New Orleans. So it's just, it comes around to a big old circle, but if you're not deep into the culture, which I try my best to help inform people with podcasts and stuff like this, that we just not partying out there, so to speak, because New Orleans is known for partying town. And yeah. to a certain degree, there's nothing wrong with that because you need that break, but they also got to know we take care of business as well. Right. And, well, I think that's what the world is finding out. As much as New Orleans enjoy themselves, that we definitely about taking care of business. I mean, you think about it. Ronald Lewis with Big Nine from the Night Ward, House of Dance of Feathers. Ronald died. You know, man, we didn't have a jazz funeral to bring Ronald down. So we're definitely not doing the normal thing that we used to do here. We got to take it really have the discipline and the respect of our city and state leaders also to take and adhere to the medical warnings from the medical professionals that's telling us that right now is just not the time to go outside. Right now is not the time to mingle with each other. So we have to definitely take heed to those warnings. Man, we will be in a loss. If we don't take heed to the warnings, we will lose a whole bunch more paltry bearers and neighbors and friends and family members. 
Absolutely. We're feeling it now ourselves over at WWC. We just lost one of our members, the Midnight Creeper, actually this week. And we all said with that. So it's touching home and it's touching at home. So it's touching at work. You know, it's very serious. We're taking it very serious. But, man, I'm sorry to hear about everything. And especially I know the kids in the club was looking forward to the annual Mother's Day parade, just like the rest of the clubs. But we all know it's pretty much over with for this particular season. So I guess I can give you a chance to do some Mother's Day shout-outs right quick. Well, first, you know, I always want to give a shout-out to my sisters, my sister Denise Buckman Jackson and Bridget Buckner Theodore. So I always want to give a shout-out to sisters. Shout-out to all the family members. And then, you know, I love all the lady clubs that we have here in the city of New Orleans. So shout-out to all the female clubs that's an associated pleasure club world. We love y'all. It's a big shout-out to y'all. We're 100% down with y'all. We want to make sure it's be that y'all have the best Mother's Day possibly you can have with this COVID-19 going on. But then I just love to do one special thing. I'd like to shout out Miss Geneva Thomas, who was 76 years old, who's the only lady in the original Big Seven at this time. She's been parading with us for at least about 15 years now, and at 76 years old, Miss Geneva, she's the mother of the club, the mother of the community. She do a lot for everyone. She's at the playgrounds when they're open and stuff like that. So all our love always go out to Miss Geneva on Mother's Day. But I send love out to all the ladies, all you ladies, doing well and struggling, because all of y'all, we love all of y'all. Do your best and just keep your head up and know that God is with you. Cheering when your family is going to be all right. Okay, and I definitely want to send a shout-out. Name me some of your kids, the Indians, because I don't know. I just think they deserve at least a shout-out. Big Chief Tiller, my right-hand man who's going to be taking over everything soon for me. Quine McNair, Wild Man, Rashad uh, Raleigh, Lindell Raleigh, uh, Gerard Wynn, I'm calling all these names, Dave Campbell, Jay Atkins. Well, a shout-out to all my Indian kids and, and my kids. I hope I just said didn't forget you. And shout-out to the documentary team, the two leaders, Deja and, and Gabby, the two young ladies that leads that team. Shout-out to them. And a special shout-out to my friends, Vice President and friend of mine, love, loving the debt. Shout out to Terry Belvin. Just lost his wife. She's a long member of our club. She's just been a real person our club, Danielle Belvin. And she just passed away. So uh, shout out to them guys. Shout out to John and sister-in-law of mine just passed away. You know, I just so many community members I just shout out to that have lost loved ones with this COVID-19. I just want everybody to know a shout-out to everybody and all the mothers and all y'all out there hurting from the loss of your family members and stuff like that. Big Seven is always with you and in love and in peace. Keep your head up, stay strong. Don't have a big up. Be better in the morning. To hear full interviews with the cultural bearers of the Crescent City, get route sheets, and see upcoming parades, visit our website with your boy, Action Jackson, at www.org slash industries.